Welcome to Dr. Dominic New Love Ality's podcast. Dr. Dominic New Love Ality is a dynamic preacher and teacher with an extraordinary depth of knowledge and understanding of the principles of God's Word. He is the founder and leader of Living Faith Ministries International Church, one church in two locations, New York and Accra. His vision is to empower each and every believer to live a victorious life through Jesus Christ, to actualize their potential and tap into their God-given talents for the purpose of edifying their own lives and glorifying God's kingdom. Dr. Dominic Newloveality is worth hearing. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's stand together. I want you to locate seven people and tell them, I'm glad you are here. And I'm glad you are among the living. Come on, say, I'm glad you are here. I'm glad you are among the living. Expect a miracle. God is about to bless you. Amen. Hallelujah. Seven people. Glory be to Jesus. Father, bless your word to us, into our hearts. In the name of Jesus, your, your word declares, thy word have I hid in my heart. He said, thy word is a lamb and a light on our, on our feet forever. O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Heaven and earth passes away, but your word will never pass. This morning, release your word. Bless us. Let your word have impact over our life. In Jesus' name, let the church of Jesus say amen. Exodus 34, I'm teaching on God's portion in your inheritance. God's portion in your inheritance, and I'm going to keep on teaching this for a while because I need you to understand certain principles. God is a principle God. God is a God of objectivity. God is a God of principle. God is a God that does things by design. Everything that God does is designed to fulfill a mission. Can I have Amen. Exodus 34, verse 19 and 20. Amen. We welcome all our social media and uh, all our partners on YouTube, Facebook, and, and uh, Instagram, and all that. You are welcome. We are believing God for a great touch and a great time in the presence of God. All that opened the matrix is mine. All that opened the womb is mine. And every firstling among thy cattle whether it's an ox or a sheep, is mine. But the firstling of an ox, thou shalt redeem with a lamb, and if thou redeem him not, then thou shalt break his neck. All the firstborn of thy sons thou shalt redeem, and none shall appear before me empty, and none shall appear before me empty. So we realize that God always have a portion in our inheritance. God is always claiming something from us. God is always placing a hand of something in your life that belongs to him. And I need you to understand this because the basis of your life here on earth and the success that you are going to enjoy depends on this simple principle, but a powerful principle right from the beginning of the Bible. Amen. And in this portion, we are, I'm teaching you about one of the things that God places his hand on as simple as your tithe, but one of the most powerful tools. Can I have amen? Leviticus 27, verse 30 and 31. I'm teaching on the law of God's portion, the law of God's portion. Leviticus 27, verse 30 and 31. And all the tithe of the land 
all the tithe of the land, whether the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, that is the laws. It is holy. When we say something is holy, it means that the thing is separated or sanctified or set apart for God. Anything that is holy belongs to God. So God says, this is mine, that is mine. And this morning, in about five minutes, I want us to look at scripture and see how many things that God claims to be his. And then let's see what is not yours. Can I have amen? If you don't give what belongs to God, to him, you're going to set yourself an, on a collision course. Uh, these are some of the things that I have learned in my personal life that has been a blessing to me. And I need you to understand God is not just doing anything. God doesn't work like that. God works with design. God works with principles. And I keep on telling you that it is not what you do. It is God's blessing over your life that make a difference in your life. Lift up your right and say, it is not what I do. It is the blessing of God over my life that makes the difference. Can I have amen? So the law of the first portion simply says that to everything that God gives, to everything that God gives, eh, he has a portion in it. To everything that God gives you, God has a portion in it. Okay? Let's say to everything that God gives, God has a portion. I'm not hearing you. Let's say, let's say louder. To everything that God gives, God has a portion. Come on, say amen. Amen. And why is that important? His portion is, is an indication of ownership. God's portion is an indication of ownership. Everything that God gives, God has a portion in it. And that portion is an indication of God's ownership. So when I refuse to, work, to give what belongs to him, to him, then I'm saying to him that he doesn't own anything that he gave me. Can I have amen? Can I have amen? I'm not hearing you. Can I have amen? And so the law of the first portion says if you take what belongs to God, he takes whatever he gave you, including what, what you have taken anything you took okay so so the law of the first portion says that you know when i take what god what belongs to god he takes everything that he gave me including what i have taken it's a serious thing very very serious can i have amen his because his portion it represents his ownership it means that god owns me it means that I belong to God. Let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse number 15. God's ownership, ownership simply means that God owns me. I own nothing. Everything I have came from God. How many people agree with me? Everything I have came from God. Everything that I will ever have must come from God. Everything that I need, the Bible says that he supplies all my needs according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. And, and so let's look at the beginning, the foundation of man. And I keep on saying to all of us that the book of Genesis, the earlier you understand that the book of Genesis is not, the, is not in the Old Testament. The book of Genesis is the foundation of human existence. And all the laws that we speak about on this earth, whether it's physical laws, scientific laws, geographical laws, uh, spiritual laws, all of them generate from the book of Genesis. As a matter of fact, the uh, bears were flying before man discovered that man can fly. 
Whales were swimming before man discovered that man can use a submarine and go under the sea. Come on, say amen. Men actually discovered the law that suspends best in the air. And out of those laws, they came up with the law of flight or aerodynamics. Men discovered the law of float. Amen. That you can be in the sea and not die. And they, when they discovered because they saw how animals can live in under the ocean and nothing else will kill them. Amen. Can I have a man? A man discovered. So everything, every law, every law that we see, the law of seed faith and all that comes from here. And so the Lord God commanded man after he created man after God created man he commanded man saying of of every tree of the garden that made is freely now so God says I've given you everything I wish I have I have some apples or something to have demonstrated this this morning but to everything I have given you you can eat freely you can eat everything I've given you everything so man really did nothing man God created man everything God God had a plan for man I want you to be here I want you to rule the earth I want you to rule the earth now look at it he said you can eat freely let's go let's go verse 17 but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it for thou shalt for the day that thou eat thou eat therefore thou shalt surely die you surely die. I've given you everything. The question is, if God gives man everything and God places the, the tree, I want you to help me understand this. If God creates the garden and then God put in the midst of the garden the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the midst of the garden, then he says to man, you can eat everything, but this one, don't eat it. What is the purpose? Why do you, if you don't want me to eat it, why do you give it to me? Or why do you put me in ownership of it? Or as a supervisor of it? Why? Because the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents God's ownership in the of the garden. It represents God's ownership. Are you, are you getting me so far? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil represents God's ownership. As long as the tree was there, and, and they don't eat of the tree, it reminds them that the garden belongs to God. And everything in a garden belongs to God. Can I have amen? So God has, God always has a portion in everything that he gives you. My tithe is a portion of God's ownership. I want you to understand this. Listen to me. I have come to realize that it is not how hard I work. It is not how smart I am. It is not how intelligent I am. It is the blessing of God that makes me who I am. Am I talking to somebody here? Uh, I say, it is not how smart I am. It is not how hard I, am, I, I work. It is not how educated I am. But it is the blessing of God. Let, hear me. You can be very educated because, uh, you know, you can go to school and learn all these things. And guess what? You will never have wisdom. Wisdom is a gift from God. And I was telling my son this morning, I said, I better have wisdom, you know, than knowledge. Because wisdom, I live on earth by wisdom. And God gives wisdom. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask. Amen. I better have wisdom than to have knowledge. But if I have knowledge and wisdom, it's better. Say amen. Okay, let's, let's go on. So let's see the instructions. But let's go to verse 18. Verse 18. 
but the Lord God said, it is not good. So now God creates man. Now, in chapter 3, the serpent comes in and then he deceives man. Let's go to chapter 3, verse number 1. Now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God hath made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have the Lord said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the field. Now, so the devil want to downplay God's commandment. Like most today, the enemy wants you to understand that certain laws of God are not important as others. But it's simple. When God says, don't eat it, don't eat it. God says, don't do this, don't do it. Because the blessing of God is not in you loving God. The blessing of God is you keeping God's word. Let me say it again. The blessing of God is not just in loving God. The blessing of God is you keeping what God says you should do. Can I have amen? So then the devil comes in and then he lied to them and says to them, God says, did God tell you all this? You shouldn't eat. God knows that if you eat it, you are going to be wiser like him and you are going to do this. And the, the thing is, you are like God. You are like God. God created you to be like him. Can I have a man? And then they ate of the, of, of the tree. And then the Bible says all of them did what? They fell. Genesis chapter 3 verse 23 and 24. And so the Bible said, therefore the Lord God sent him. Let's read it. Let's go. Let's go one go. Okay. So the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden. So when he, when he touched what he shouldn't, when he ate what he shouldn't eat, he lost the garden and he also lost what he ate. Let me say it again. When he ate of the fruit of knowledge of good and evil, he lost the garden and he also lost the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the law of God's portion. When I touch what God, when I eat, God says I shouldn't eat. I lose whatever God has given me, including everything that God gave me. Let me say it again. I want you to, very scary, very, very scary. Let me say it again. When I eat what God says I shouldn't eat, I lose everything that God gave me, including the one I ate. So God drove them out of the garden to till the land, amen, uh, uh, from which from when he was taken. And the Bible says, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword with ten on every side. Can you imagine how far God will go to stop Adam and Eve from entering to the garden? Can you see? And you say, ah, number one. If you don't want me to eat of the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, why do you plant it in the garden in the first place? You should take it to heaven where you live. But God says, that is my ownership. I want you to hold it and I want you to know that I am the owner of this garden. If you eat it, you lose everything including what I've given you. And they died and out of the death came poverty. Out of the death came lack hard work you have to sweat i mean you you go through all kinds of sorrow you go through all kinds of pain and then eventually man loses his life it is not the will of god i want you to hear me 
Disobedience to God's word is what produces all kinds of stress over your life because it is not the will of God for any of his children to stress. This morning I'm praying for you that God will give you sweatless victories. I'm not here. I say I'm praying for you that Jehovah God will give you sweatless victories. May life become a very, very easy for you. I pray that the blessing of God over your life will make life very easy for you. Come on, I'm not here. Come on, shout a big amen. I'm not here. Come on, shout a big amen. Where others struggle, may you not struggle. When others suffer, may you not suffer. Because the Bible says that the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich and he added no sorrow. May you not experience sorrow in your life. May you never experience the disaster in your life. I pray that there shall be no evil occurrences in your life. Am I talking to a believer here? Lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Give me some amen in the house. Come on, are you awake this morning? I'm not, are you awake this morning? Stand on your feet and lift up your hand and wave your hands and say, I am awake this morning. Amen. Take your seat. Take your seat. So let's see how many things God claimed to be his. Number one, let's go to Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse number 8. Let's see how many things you have. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse number 8. There is no man that have the power over his spirit to retain the spirit. Remember Jesus gave a parable of a rich man whose ground, whose ground grow forth abundantly. And he said, what do I do? I have too many things. Uh, uh, and he said, I'm going to big a bigger band. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I would say to my soul, so relax. You have so much in store for you. And the Bible says that that night, the owner of his soul came and said, you know something? Tonight, I am demanding your soul from you. That tells you that you have no power to retain your spirit. Now watch this. What the scripture. Neither have you power in the day of death. And so sometimes you and I behave like we own our life. You don't own your life. You don't have power to retain. This morning go to the hospital. There are people who wish they will live. I mean they will live even three months. To put certain things in order before they die. But guess what? They have no power to retain their spirit. May the Lord keep you alive. I'm not here. I said, may the Lord keep you alive. Now let me, I'm not here. Let me go here. May the Lord keep you alive. If God doesn't keep you alive, you cannot retain your own spirit. If God doesn't keep you alive, listen, no matter the malam you go to, no matter what the prophet will tell you, no matter what the juju man will tell you, no matter what happens, when God knocks at your door and says, today I am demanding your life from you, there is nothing you can do. You know why? Because God owns you. Put your hands together. You don't have any power to... Re that, this is the reason why when you are serving God, you must serve God with all your strength. You must serve God with all your power. You must serve God. Give God the reason to keep you here on earth. I'm not here. Can I have amen? Okay, let's go to Psalm 24, verse number one. He said, the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. The word that they that dwell therein, the earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. So, which part of the world do you own? Which part of the earth do you own? The earth is the loss and the fullness thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Haggai chapter 2, 
verse 6 and 7 and 8. Help me. Let's do this very quickly. He said, For thou sayest the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth, and the sea and the dry land. Yes? And the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations, and the desire of all nations shall come, and I will fill this house with my glory, says the Lord. Verse number 8, and he said, the silver is mine, and the gold is mine. The silver is mine, the gold is mine. Let's stand together, look at your neighbor and said, the silver belongs to God, and the gold belongs to God. I'm not here, come on, say it again. Say, the silver belongs to God, and the gold belongs to God. Come on, say amen. Come on, say amen. Everything belongs to God. The silver belongs to God. That it is an indication that even what you have in your pocket right now belongs to God. Leviticus 25, verse 23. The silver belongs to God. Sometimes we behave that we own everything. It's a dangerous thing for you to turn away from the giver and start serving the things that God has given you. Leviticus 25, verse 23. Let's all read it together. One go. I'm not here. Come on, shout it. Come on. The land shall not be what? Now, this is where we get land laws from. That's why every land, even when it is a freehold, huh? even when it is a freehold, it's still a lease. And they give you 99 years. Why? Because they want you to know that you don't own any land. You don't own any land. Sometimes you see people fighting over land, fighting, fighting, boom, one person dies. And then when he dies, they cut a small portion of the land, six feet, and put him in there and cover him. And then all the vast land that he thought belongs to him is gone. Why? He said, the land is mine. The land is mine. When you keep on reading the scriptures, the Bible says that all lands are mine. Then he said, all souls are mine. The soul that sinneth, it shall die. All souls are mine. Your life is mine. You live because of me. I don't know about you, but I live because of God. In him I live, I move, I have my being. Even as the old poor declared, I am his offspring. Come on, shout a big amen. I'm not here, come on, shout a big amen for me. I'm not here, shout a big amen for me. In him I live, I move, I have my being. I live because of God. I live because of my father. I am alive because of the king of glory. Am I talking to somebody here? I live because of him. So now you have to now understand that you don't own anything. That everything that God gives you, 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 you have a portion. God has a portion in it. And that portion simply tells you of God's ownership. I need you to get that in your mind and in your spirit that everything you need must come from God. Everything you have came from God. Can I have amen? And so whatever I am giving back to God is just an indication of God's ownership. And when I do that, I allow God to entertain me here on earth. I need God's entertainment. I need God's help. I need God's hand. I need God's power.
participation in my life, in my business. I need to be at peace with God. I need to have rest with God. I need to have peace of mind with God. I need to know that God is on my side. I need to know that God is the one that's blessing me. That nobody can take from me when God has not allowed them. The Bible says when a man's life pleases God, he will command his enemies to be at peace with him. So that if I am pleasing God, even what was meant to hurt me, turn around and become a blessing to me. Today, may I prophesy over somebody here, everything that is meant to hurt you, may it become a blessing to you. I'm not here. I say everything that is meant to hurt you, may it become a blessing. Come on, shout a big amen. May the Lord bless your life. May the Lord bless your family. May the Lord bless the work of your hand. May the Lord bless everything that you touch. I prophesy over somebody here. You will never be the same as you hear the word of God and activate your life. Activate, activate, activate. Am I talking to somebody here? I say, I want you to hear the word and activate the scriptures in your life. Come on, say amen. Now, let's go to Genesis 28 verse 20. God's word doesn't change you. God's word doesn't change. Listen, if it is by hard work that man succeeds, me, I'll be poor. If it is by education and degrees, I'll have nothing. Yeah. When I walked out of the shores of Ghana, I was just a form five liver. Yeah. I was just a form five liver. If it is just by education and hard work, then I'll be nowhere. And I said to you, you need God's blessing over your life. Amen. You need, turn to your name and say, neighbor, I need a blessing of God over my life. May, may as you say it, may it come to pass. I'm not, I say, as, as, as you say it, may it come to pass. I say, as you say it, may it come to pass. Listen, I decree over you, amen, that your salary will be in your hands and you realize that it is not your salary that is sustaining you, but it is the blessing of the Lord. I decree over somebody today that every day of your life, something will come into your life. Am I talking to somebody here? Every day of your life, every hour of your life, I prophesy from, from the north, from the south, from the east and the west. May the Lord bless your life off. Come on, shout a big amen. Take your seat, take your seat, take your seat. You need to understand your salary like mine doesn't do anything for me. Sometimes my salary in my hands, I spend it, you know, as I receive it in the church. Before I walk out of the church, I don't live by salary. And I keep on saying to everybody, there is a difference between salary, salary and income. God doesn't give you salary. God gives you income. May the Lord give you income. You know what income is? It means it's coming from every source. I'm not, I'm, I'm not here. Income means it's coming from every source. From the north, from the south, from the east and the west, including your enemies, everybody using their power, their ability. Am I talking to somebody here? As you turn around, somebody is blessing you and putting money in your hands. Another contract is coming from the north. Another payment is coming. I mean, resources over resources over resources. Am I talking to a believer here? I decree over somebody here that as long as you sit here and you keep hearing me what is called poverty will never encroach over you amen. say amen let me tell you what God told me the Lord said I am raising millionaires right in the church oh do I have some millionaires in the house I'm not do I have some millionaires in the house 
stand on your feet and go to somebody and say, welcome my, my millionaire friend. Come on here. Okay, let's, let's take a seat. Let's get into the word very quickly. I need you to understand, God is a principled God. Now, the Bible says, and Jacob vowed a vow saying, if God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go, and, and he will give me bread to eat and remnant to put on. I've prayed this prayer before. In the streets of New York, you, don't, you won't understand. I'm telling you. Dog, one of these days when you are preaching, tell them what it means to survive on the streets of New York. It will shock you that some of you think that new, there is money growing on the streets. Share. Share. Now me see me jina bus stop na me nika na eye December na wait try me say yeah na masu me so me so masu me say masu no kura na su tuetu awa because wasuna jini afeuti mu say asa ye tawa suna fiho na me jina bus stop standing in a bus stop and holding if my ear is still there because the year has become so hard you 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 can't feel your ear your door you can't open your door. Your hands are your hands are frozen. The key is frozen. When you get up in the morning and you take a shower, God forbid, if you wash your hair as you step as you step outside, the water in your hair has frozen. Then, but I know that the only one. Somebody asked me, but you you are here. You don't have anybody. I said I don't I don't have anybody, but I have God. I have God. I have God. Listen, I know what the word of the Lord can do. That even when I was nobody and I had nothing, I make sure that I'll keep the principles of God moving in my life. This man, Jacob, is the son of Isaac. Isaac is the son of Abraham. We know that Abraham paid tithe. But we, don't, we didn't hear of Isaac paying tithe. But then we know that his son Jacob is talking about tithing and he's making a vow that as long as God blesses me, I'm going to give him his portion in whatever he gives me. That is my tithe. The question is, who taught him? The next question is, there was no church. Dr. Debbie, there was no church. There was no priest. There was no established religion. So who was coming for the tithe? Have you thought about it? Who was coming for the tithe? That's the question. There was no church. There was no priesthood. But we know that in the days of Abraham, Melchizedek came from heaven to collect the tithe from Abraham. It is likely that this man, Melchizedek, who was a priest from God, was kept coming to earth to collect the tithe from Isaac. And Isaac had taught his children about God's portion in, in their inheritance. Like my grandmother said to me, he said, Kweku, if you don't give God's tithes to him, you will suffer. Now, so the Bible says that, and he will give me bread to eat and remnant to put on. Okay? And so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord God be my God. Then in verse 22, he said, and this stone which I have set up for a pillar shall be God's house. 
and of all that thou givest me, I will surely give you a tenth of, of them all. Now, so he, made, he, he was not just, just giving tithe. He vowed. He made a vow that my tithe will always come. As long as if you bring me back, that is God must take you out. God must bring you back home. To support Bishop Dominic New Love Alities Ministry, visit www.lfmic.org slash give to give online and lfmic at aol.com or 914217071 on Cash App, Zelle, and PayPal, or 0246471458 on MTN Mobile Money. Thank you. Now, we know he's tithing. And God is blessing him. And God is multiplying him. Let's go to chapter 30. I'm going to say some wonderful things here that I don't want anybody to miss. Chapter 30 verse 27. I don't want you to miss this for anything in the world. Since I've been in Ghana, okay, if you haven't heard me say anything, church, I'm saying this and I have like chills going down my body. Hear me. If you haven't heard me say anything, what I'm about to teach you in the next 15 minutes is going to be key in your life. Now watch this. The Bible says, And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in your eyes, tarry here, for I've, I've learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for your sake. So now Jacob says, I want to go back. You know, I've served you 20 years for your two girls. I've been working for you. The Bible says when he came to the house, eh, whatever Laban had was very few. But because of Jacob's presence and blessing over his life, everything that Laban had started multiplying. Now, I want you to give me the amplify on the same verse 27 and then we'll reverse back to the next verse. I want you to look at this. Because you see, sometimes people can never understand why God, they, they don't understand what this God, God is doing in your life. You, you don't make so much money like they do. You don't have the kind of profession and job they do. You don't have the contract that they have. But they see so much blessing over you. And they are trying to think, ah, this woman, she doesn't have the... How is she able to get along the way she gets along and pay, take care of the children to the best of schools and build the house? And, and yet, I know that she doesn't make the kind of money. Now watch this. The Bible says, and Laban said to him, if I have found favor in your sight, I pray do not go. For I have learned by experience and from the omens in divination that the Lord has favored me, eh? has favored me with blessings on your account which means that God your presence in other people's life can bring a blessing to them and their business let me tell you sometimes you are working somewhere and you don't understand why they don't want you to leave the job because the owner knows that it is your presence on the job that is keeping the job going the day you walk out of the job that that day the job start going down Am I talking to somebody here? So now Laban don't understand how things have changed because I've been in business for a long time. My children have been doing this business for a long time. That, but this boy, this boy comes into this house. The same thing happened to Joseph. This boy comes to this house and everything is changing. 
everything is changing. The business is prospering. And so he goes to consult uh, what Jamaican people call the obia. Here you call it witch doctors and uh, uh, div diviners and malams, palm readers and all these things, sorcerers, diviners and uh, witches. And then said, I want to know what is, I want to know what is on the life of this man. This man called Jacob, since he came to my house, everything is changing. I want to know what the secret is. And everywhere he went, the Bible says, even the diviners said that there is a blessing over this boy. As long as you keep this boy in this business, you never go down. Verse 28. And he said, state your salary and I'll give it. So this is where I keep on saying all the time. Now look at it. He said, I want you to state your salary. This is Laban telling Jacob, I want you to tell me what your wages will be at the end of the month and I'll give it to you. And then, and then he said to him, he said to him, verse, he said, Jacob answered and said to him, you know how I have served you and how your possessions and your cattle and your sheep and goats have fed with me. Yes, verse 30. For you had little before I came and it has increased and multiplied abundantly and the Lord has favored you with the blessing wherewith I, uh, wherever I tend. Can you imagine? So now we can, you can see here that the blessing of God can make a difference in your life. Oh, I'm, I'm, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. Let's all stand together. Let's lift up your right hand and say the blessing of God is making the difference in my life. I'm not here. Come on, let's say it again. Say the blessing of God is making a difference. Say a difference is happening in the name of Jesus. Take your seat. Listen, I prophesy over you. Next month will be better than this month. The coming year will be better than this year. Oh, I'm, I'm not hearing you. I say the coming year shall be better than this year. Listen, what is called recession? It, you will never be affected. I, I say it again. Even if cement is $100, you shall still build your house. Oh, I'm, I didn't hear you. I said you shall build, still build your house. And some of you, you shall still marry and have your wedding. The blessing makes a difference in the lives of people. He said, God has favored you because of me. I don't want salary. I need you to give me an income. So now he's going to decide an income for himself. May the Lord give you negotiating power. I'm not here. I say, may the Lord give you negotiation power. One of the indications of a blessing in the life of a person, he gives you upper hand in negotiations. May the Lord give you upper hand in negotiations. I'm not, I say, may the Lord give you upper hand in negotiations. Come on, shout a big amen. I'm not here. Come on, shout a big amen. He said, for you had little. Now, how can I provide for my own house? Now, let's go. Verse 31. Let's run through this very quickly. I, I, I want to release something upon you before. Our, Laban said, what shall I give you? And Jacob said, you shall not give me anything. Don't give me anything. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to work things for myself. A blessed man doesn't look for handout. You didn't hear me. A blessed man is not looking for a handout. May you never look for a handout. 
I said, may you never look for a handout. Oh, I'm not here. Let me go here. May, let me. I said, may you never look for a handout. I didn't hear you. Let me go here. May you never look for a handout. Come on. I didn't hear you. Let me go to this side. May you never look for a handout. Come on. Say amen. May it never be said. May nobody say that it is because of you they have pro you have prospered. May they never say that they are the reason why you have what you have. You know the father said the same thing, Abraham. He said to the king of Sodom, he said, I've lifted up my hand to the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will not even take your shoelace for you to think that you have made me prosperous. No, I won't take your shoelace. One of the traverses in Ghana, that because people un do not understand God's principles and God's laws, God's laws, we become beggars in the land. We are always begging. But God said, you will never be a beggar. That is God's word. You will never, he said, he said, you will never be a borrower. Why? Because the borrower will always be a servant. May you never become a servant. You know, and the word servant, I check actually, is a slave. When you become, when you are a borrower, you become a slave of people. They can tell you anything. They can say anything to you. Why? Because they have the upper hand over you. When you become a borrower, when you are always looking for a handout from people, you always become a servant. You always become a slave. They can tell you anything. They can say anything. They can come to your house anytime. They can knock at your door anytime. And when they call you and you don't pick up, they get very angry because your hand is in their mouth. May you never be a borrower. Oh, I'm not hearing you. I said, may you never be a borrower. Stand on your feet. Go to seven people and say, I will never be a borrower. Take your seat. Now watch this. Watch this. I want you to watch this. I don't need you to give me anything. I'm going to decide my income. Because if I can decide my income, I, will I can decide my expenditure. You can't decide your expenditure if you can't decide your income. Don't give me anything. I am about to tell you, and I will again feed. If you do what I'm going to tell you and you agree with me, I'll feed your flock again. Verse 32. Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from it every speckled and spotted animal and every black one among the sheep and the spotted and the speckled among the goats, and such shall be my wages. Now, this is very interesting because when you, it is very difficult to see a black sheep. That's why we have the, 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 the adage that says that you are the black sheep in the family. Have you heard that, that adage? Because black sheep is not easy to make. You will never see a sheep that is pure black that there is no color in. And Laban knew that. Ne Laban knew that what he is proposing is going to work against him. Listen, he was so sure that the proposal that he's putting forward, you know something, when God is on your side, even in negotiation, when it looks like it's going against you, I, am I talking to somebody here? God is working behind the scenes to turn the whole thing for your sake. Come on, say amen. Number two, among sheep, it is very difficult to have multicolored 
animals among sheep. You can't, it's not common to have a sheep that is uh, uh, black and white, that is black and red, that is black and so so. No, 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 or white and some color. It's always, sheep is always one color. Have you noticed that? No, I'm not. Yeah, 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 uh, have you noticed that? May the Lord give you wisdom today. I, I said, may the Lord give you wisdom today. May the Lord give you power in negotiations. Come on, say amen. So you are negotiating something that the other side cannot reject. But at the back of your head, you know that there is a blessing behind the scenes that can turn everything around. Oh, I'm not, I'm not hearing you. I'm not hearing you. Am I, am, I, am I talking to some? Come on, lift up your hand and shout a big amen. Are you hearing me? Lift up your voice and shout a big amen. Stand on your feet and shout a big amen. Shout it again, a big amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, amen. Take your seat. Your competitor knows that the negotiation is going to go against you. The proposal you have put down will go against you. Look, do you remember when we were buying the office and we told them that we'll give them 200,000. The office is going to cost us 950,000 US dollars. And then, and then we said we'll give them 200,000 cash down. And then they will give us every three months and we'll pay. Because normally it's the bank that does that for you. And then you pay the bank. Because with the bank you, you can negotiate. But the place is in such a state that no bank will touch it. But we needed it for God's work. And so, the, when I said that, they quickly jump on it. Because they know that there is no way the church can be able to keep that payment on three months basis. And pay that kind of, so they said, you know what they said? Well, if you are not able to pay, then we take the house from you and take your 200. I'm not talking to somebody here, but you have no idea what is working behind me. There is a blessing that is working behind me. I prophesy over somebody today that there is a blessing that is, am I talking to somebody here? By the time they blink their eyes and they open their eyes, we have already finished paying the place off. Am I talking to somebody here? And what was meant to hurt us rather turn around and became a blessing to us. Am I talking to somebody here? A prophesy, you will never remain where you are. Listen, I say you shall never remain. The blessing of God will never allow you to remain where you are. Am I talking to a believer here? It looks like I am in a house all by myself. Come on, give God a better clap of. Take your seat. Never. I'm telling you. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, Laban said, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good idea. Because to Laban, this is going to work for me. Perfect. Perfect condition. I'm going to use him. I will use him and, and make sure that he has nothing. Because I know that sheep, sheep's, a uh, 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 goat will never be black. It is once in a while that you have a goat will bring forth a black, a black goat. Number two, it's this once in a while you see multicolored animals among sheep. They are always white. So I got him where he must be. But Jacob also knew what he was doing. So, so Jacob, look at what Jacob does. God gives him an, an idea. This is my part of this message that blesses me. Jacob takes uh, some stick, remove the back, 
and put them in water, okay? And then those, those bark turns to some colors. Then the animals will come to come and drink the water. And when they come to drink the water and they are mating, okay, the, the animals will conceive by looking at the, at, at the water, the color of the water, and then they will conceive the color of the water. Huh? And give birth to the same color. Now, we call this genetic coding. Hear me? Sit, sit down. Don't clap. I, I want to, I, I, I need you to get this. We call this genetic coding. And if you don't understand, it will take you six years in the university to be able to know what is called genetic coding. For you to be able to breed animals of different colors and decide the offspring before they bring forth. Am I talking to somebody here? Am I talking to somebody here? There was no university. There was no where to learn this. But God places innovation and creativity and ingenuity in the boy's mind that taught the boy what others will have to go to school in our generation for years. God taught him in a split second how do you how do you decide the offspring of the animals before the animals? God taught him how to do that. Can God teach you how to prosper in your business? Yes! Can God teach you how to turn the advantage on your side? Yes! Can God teach you how to have an advantage over every situation? Yes! So now all the animals that are bringing forth and all the strong ones in the flock, all of them belong to Jacob. Then Laban calls him and said, listen, listen, come, come. The negotiation, I don't agree. I don't agree with the negotiation. Let's, let's, let's turn it around. All the speckle will be mine. All the black will be yours. And then the full color will be, will be yours. It's okay, no problem. You know, so, so, so what is the lesson here? When you are a blessed person, okay, you don't struggle. You don't fight with people. Because something is working behind you that, that turns everything. When they are meaning evil, God is turning that around for your good. Amen. When they are fighting you, somebody among them is coming to tell you what they are planning. Am I talking to somebody here? Yo, I'm not here. I'm not feeling you. Am I talking to somebody here? When they think you are not, you, when they think you are going down, as a matter of fact, you are actually coming up. Am I talking to somebody here? When they plan, it backfires on them. When they try to rob you, it backfires on them. Everything they do against you, it backfires on them. Do you know why? When they say you will never rise up, before their eyes, they see you rising up. When they say you can never build, before their eyes, they see you building. I mean, they see God doing incredible things in your life that, 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 that challenges the mind of pe people. Listen, a, a, a blessed man can never be understood. Nobody, a blessed woman, uh, when God blesses you, nobody, because you are living beyond the limitations of people, the, the expectations, you go beyond what people expect from you. All because the boy said, everything you give me, I'll give you your portion. God said, I'll get involved in your life and in your business and I will show you how to make money and how to take what doesn't belong to you transfer it to you I'm going to show you how to succeed and prosper 
where everybody else is crying because you have understood this principle of tithing and you have understood that it is my portion in your inheritance you are giving me power to get involved in your life let me tell you something I'm standing here and God is my witness Jehovah is my witness if if you ask me today how I was able to have the money to build this thing I, I, I can't tell you I can't tell you I can never tell you and we are going to do more put your hands together next year by this time our TV station will be working next year by this time the event center will be opened come on am I talking to somebody here you ask me how I cannot tell you but one thing I know is that as long as I keep on working the principles you see you can be a pastor and being a pastor doesn't mean that you prosper doesn't mean we are software no interest obey you aren't you you cry no asan call your crown for cross account yeah it doesn't guarantee you anything I'm trying to teach you that these are the basis of your life huh? understanding that God has a portion God will give you wisdom innovation ideas you go to bed and you have ideas you start dreaming and and having ideas of how to take the business forward amen and you somebody will go to bed and then the Lord will put your mind into the person sometimes they will have a dream and when they have the dream they saw you am I talking to somebody here? or an angel will be talking to them in the dream you know something sign the contract for this woman and pay the woman and and they will never understand am I talking to somebody here? and then they are coming they are coming to you where everybody is complaining you are laughing you are smiling you are giving glory to God are working out for you. Am I talking to somebody here? Because there is a blessing that is working on your behalf and the blessing brings ingenuity. The blessing brings creativity. The blessing brings innovation. The blessing brings ideas. The ideas to succeed. Ideas to start a small business. Ideas to keep on moving forward. Ideas to overcome obstacles. Ideas to overcome difficulties. Ideas to live over headers. Ideas to have the upper hand ideas to walk in favor I, am I talking to somebody here ideas to walk in favor ideas, favor that causes your enemies to love you causes your enemies to fight your battles am I talking to somebody here somebody is mentioning your name give the business to that woman give the business to that man and they don't know you, they have never met you anywhere and yet they are fighting for your sake and they are fighting for your cause because there is something else that is working on the hand behind the scenes for you is called the blessing of God because you have acknowledged and recognized that there is a portion of God in your inheritance and as long as you keep that portion going and give what belongs to God you will never struggle Amen. Amen. am I talking to somebody here I pray today I pray today that you will understand this. Listen, this is, this is what has made me. If I tell you I struggle, I'm lying to you. I don't know what recession is. I'm telling you the truth. Why? Because I don't live by the principles and the economic conditions in Ghana or America. 
I live by the grace of God and God's economic principles. Ingenuity. No, that's what we need in Ghana. That's what we need in Ghana. The man is saying, I want to, I'm finishing with this. The man said, I'm going to give you a job and pay you a salary. He said, no, 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 don't give me a job. Don't give me a job. I don't want a salary. I want to decide my own income. Okay, I want to become an entrepreneur. I want to become a businesswoman myself. I've been working for you for far too long. Amen. Listen to me. Listen to me. And everybody here hearing me. I'm not saying stop working for people. What I'm saying is that God can give you another stream of income. A second stream of income. A third stream of income. Which means that you are not doing one job. Amen. But you have about five streams of income. The reason why we call it streams. It means that one, one stream is drying down. Another stream is coming up. So every day you are supplied. Am I talking to somebody here? Come on, am I talking to somebody here? Listen, I, I, I want to promise you. Everything you touch, when, once God blesses you, even when you start selling apples, it will shock you what God will do with the apples. Amen? When you start selling water, it will shock you what God will do with the water. Listen, listen, listen. Even if you start selling, what uh, uh, what do you call it? Garifoto, 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 Garifoto. Am I talking to somebody here? Amen. I said, if you start selling Garifoto by the roadside, it will shock you. Am I talking to somebody here? You open a small restaurant, just yam and, and palava sauce by your side there. Everybody's running all over the place and coming to you to buy your palava sauce. By the time you realize you have opened a business, am I talking to somebody here? And you have another franchise in Tema. Am I talking to somebody here? May the Lord give you ingenuity today. May the Lord give you ideas today. May the Lord touch your mind today. I pray for somebody hearing me that your life will never be the same as you hear this servant of God. What am I trying to say to you? Start looking for a job and create one. Start looking for a job and create one. I'm not saying stop working for people. What I'm trying to say to you that that start opening an opportunity. Ask yourself, Lord, give me an idea. Give me an idea. Everything you see are ideas of people. Ideas. Let me say this and let me finish. 98% of the world's resources are controlled by people with ideas. 98% of the world's resources are controlled with people with ideas. Thinkers. Say, Lord, give me this ingenuity, this creativity. I'm, I'm, I'm sowing and I'm, I'm bringing out styles that no seamstress can match. And when they copy, it doesn't work. They're going to make mistakes in the, in the, in the copying. Am I talking to somebody here? I mean, I, I'm, bringing out, I'm bringing out designs. I, I'm cooking. 
and when they touch the food they touch my food they are calling other people to come hey have you eaten of the ladies food amen and they, they you see them coming from all over people are driving from you, you, you don't understand people drive from all over and go to a place in East Legon just to go and buy water 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 what, what is the difference between that water and the one? Because the blessing of God is over the water. Am I talking to somebody here? You don't have to visit any juju man. You don't have to go to no Obia man. You don't have to go to no Malam. You don't have to go to anybody. God will give you ideas. God will bless the work of your hands. This morning I prophesy over somebody that is hearing me today that God will bless the work of your hands. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. May the Lord bless the work of your hands. Can we all stand together? Oh, you can do better than that. I call this the law of God's portion. I have understood this. This is what has kept me going over the years. My tithe is God's portion in my inheritance. This morning, I want us to lift up our hand if we can. Amen. And say, Father, if I have done any mistakes in my life so far, by taking your portion for any other reason, I'm asking in the name of Jesus that forgiveness will come and that you open a door for me. I'm praying for ingenuity. I'm praying for creativity. I'm asking for ideas in the name of Jesus, the son of the living God. Can you, can you lift up your hand and let's pray together. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory and honor and adoration. Worshipping you for what you have done. Glory be to you. Come on, lift up your voice. Jesus. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.lfmic.org today for more information about the ministry of Dr. Dominic Alati. For more video and audio messages, find us on YouTube at Conquest TV and Dominic Alati Ministries and Living Faith Ministries International Church on Facebook for more information on our upcoming programs. Follow us on Living Faith Rima House Ghana on Instagram and please subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every week. Subscribe also to our YouTube channel for live service and many more. God bless you.